All right. Another day of uncomfortable topics that I don't want to talk about, but it has been a very, very requested topic um, about women in church leadership. So what does the Bible say about it? What's my thoughts on it? This all originates from a, a sermon that one of you had sent me, and you wanted me to look over and give my thoughts on it. Well, surprise to you, you get a whole podcast dedicated to the idea. <laughs> so I know this this sermon here was, this is uh, based off of uh, two women who are doing a Bible study together, and they both have opposing views on this topic. One says it's completely fine for a woman to teach and exercise authority, and then the other says, no, it's not. You know, it's clear, clearly biblical that it's not. So this was the sermon that was sent was from the person that agrees with women teachers because it's a I mean it's a fairly put together sermon as far as points goes. <clears throat> Excuse me, they they definitely did a lot of research going into I mean it's all biased research but they definitely did a lot of of research going into it. But the thing with it is it's all these points that are on here. None of these points are anything new they are everything that the whole movement of allowing i guess to answer the question and i'm going to expand on it no the bible does not permit women to exercise authority over a men and to carry leadership roles over men inside of the church absolutely not absolutely not and i will expand on that here in over this course of this podcast but all of these points here they just they're so tire tirelessly brought up over and over and over again with people that are trying to argue against a clear instruction in strict in scripture and it's a obvious understanding if you take the totality of scripture uh together you can't just do you know one book it has to go over a bunch of different um, you know, you have to go a bunch of different points that you have to get out of it to, to generate an idea. So all these are, they point out the Old Testament servants like Miriam, Deborah, Esther, all the different women that the Lord used in the Old Testament to accomplish his purpose. Um, that, Like I said, that's the most common one from Miriam, Deborah. It's true that these women were chosen by God, but they stand as models of faith and courage and some some leadership, but authority of women in the Old Testament is not relevant to the issues of pastors in the church today. Absolutely not. I mean, the New Testament epistles present a new pattern for God's people and it involves an authority structure unique to the church, not for the nation of Israel, not for any Old Testament entity. So it doesn't, it doesn't allow that comparison to use, you know, women that the Lord has used and try to apply them to your argument for the church. It just doesn't work. Well, that same argument, couldn't we be like, well, Mary was chosen to birth the Messiah. What am I chosen to birth? You know what I mean? Like, if you want yeah, to take every woman in history and do that, I mean, you could twist scripture to say whatever you want to say. All right. So now expanding on the answer of no, absolutely not, it doesn't. Then the second question basically that comes up, and it's I'm summing up the question, is, well, what can women do? 
Because that's what it seems like, that, that it's either a, um, you know, it's either a one or the other. It's like, okay, so they can't. Okay, so you just tell me what they, they can do. What can we do then? Yeah, so, and that's not, oh, I hate this topic so much. <laughs> I just, oh, I do. All right. But when we look at this topic, we have to go back to the beginning. We have to go to Genesis 3 to understand this, to get a, uh, an understanding off of the idea of why women cannot hold this leadership role over man. So let's just go straight to Scripture with it in, chat, in verse 16 in Genesis 3. This is after Adam and Eve had sinned. Paul clarifies in 1 Timothy that it was Eve that sinned first. That wasn't meaning that Eve was more vulnerable than man or anything like that. It was a, it was just facts. She sinned first. So therefore, this created order is is been adjusted. So in verse 16 here he says to the woman he said, "I will surely multiply your pain and childbearing." In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be contrary to your husband, but he shall rule over you. Now, obviously, yes, women, you women aren't married to every man, but it's women, and this is a woman in general. Their desire will be contrary to man's. Mm -hmm. It will attempt to fight for its, its, Right, its place as if that's what it was attempt. If that's what it was doing, like that's not that 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 wasn't God wasn't putting one person over another here. No. He wasn't putting one person forward and one person back. One person back. The original created order was that man would be given dominion along with the woman, but he would still be in a leadership role over the woman. No matter what, even before, even before the fall, but afterwards it made it a curse that this desire will be a fleshly desire to take that order and completely trash it and throw it out the window. So it has nothing to do with male chauvinism, opinion, it's not a bunch of old white men's opinions, like it honestly, and, and that's the way that it starts off here in this in the sermon too. It's uh, in the apostasy series with Jen Hatmaker, I, I made the point that she talks about, she knocks guys like John MacArthur and things like that, calling them, you know, the theology of old white men. This is pretty much what the same, the sermon that was written back in 95 is, the, the beginning of the point of it is, is that it took us so long to get uh, here. Matter of fact, the last the last thing that's said in this sermon is, hold on, this train is taking off. Like this is some brand new understanding and we finally broken the bonds of old white men that have stopped women Just from, from wanting to teach in the church. And I, like that couldn't be, I mean, again, that's the that's one of the first things they result to. It's, it's almost like asking a child, like, if they stole something, no, nah! mm. like, that's always the way, and it's the same points that they come back to. It's like asking Lily, who did it? Mm -hmm. It's Virginia. always Virginia. Yeah. 
It, it never changes. It's always the same. Virginia doesn't even have to be in the same house when it happens. And Lily's like, yep, it's Virginia. Yeah, like she, like she wasn't here. even here. She's a, she's crashed out of sleep for the past two hours. What do you think? Virginia did it. Yep, she did it. Um, the, but the sermon is written um, very, very, like I said, it's written very well. But at the same time, it's just pushing this agenda like, well, the problem is a woman not serving in leadership. Yeah, that's what's wrong with the church. I'm like, well, okay. Um, one statement here that was very very kind of uh kind of stood out to me though was to refuse women leadership would prohibit what the bible permits it would ignore the radical confrontation of jesus and paul that set people free from cultural and religious stereotypes and traditions and would restrict the blessing given at pentecost hmm. what it's interesting said yes that's that may be true in a certain aspect but he didn't set people free from god ordained order Okay, and in 1 Timothy, as we said, Paul is extremely clear what he says. I'm going to start reading in verse 11. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. Okay. Paul is extremely clear there in 12. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. So not does that mean women can't teach? <laughs> not at all, because he also, he also tells the women to teach. What does he tell the women to teach, though? He specifically tells them to teach the women mm -hmm. and the children. He tells the women. So if he didn't want them to teach at all, he wouldn't have told them to teach the women and children up above that. Exactly. That does not mean that you can't be a teacher. That you just cannot hold a position of authority. You cannot hold an eldership in the church. The first comeback to that, well, they say that Phoebe was a deacon or servant. It's the same, it's the same word there. It's deacon is basically a servant mm -hmm. uh, in the church. But there's nothing in scripture to indicate that Phoebe was a pastor uh, or a teacher. And also, you go back to 1 Timothy and the qualification for a deacon there was not able to teach wasn't a part of that qualification for a deacon yeah able to teach that that's teaching yeah so that's obviously showing that phoebe had a definitely a respected role inside of the church and was was you know held a position in the church sure but she did not hold a position over a man or 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 teach men. Um, she also, well, not she, but the sermon goes on to point out the Samaritan woman at the well, who she calls her the first evangelist was a woman. Don't I'm like, quite get where you're getting that. 
I don't, that is a, you're stretching that as far as it can go. This woman was living in sin and Jesus called her out on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't and know she, if it's quite the same. And she went home and told everybody like, hey, this dude told me everything that I did yeah. wrong. Like, I think it's the guy that we've been looking for. <laughs> and that's why. It wasn't like she went out there and was like, you know, Joyce Meyer in it to everybody. It was... <laughs> She went and admitted her sin and was freaked out about it. Yeah. Um, Trying to get a different idea of the story when you put it that way. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like I said, they, they break it, um, you know, they break it down. He, he's like, in Galatians 3.28, they quote it. There's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ. So they try to act like... Like Paul brought in this new way of looking at, at order, mm -hmm. and while it definitely, Christ definitely did set free a lot of bondage and chains from that, because we know that Jewish women at the time they were treated like dirt, pretty much. I mean, um, not all the time, but sure. I mean, is a is you know is probably a, more common than not. They were not treated well at all. Uh, and they were viewed, you know, women were viewed more so as property in the different Greek and, and Roman cultures. Um, so he definitely did set free a lot of that. I mean, you are no longer, you know, any less. You're not, I mean, not that you were before, but, you know, there, there was some sort of order that kind of suppressed that, that role. And yes, Christ definitely um, freed a lot of change there. But like I said in the beginning, he didn't he didn't reverse created order. I mean, he, he just, he didn't. Uh, he didn't reverse the desire of a fleshly female to have desire to do these things, which is contrary to what she should desire. That's Paul clarifying in the things you just read. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And Paul clarifies that and saying, it was not Adam that sinned, it was Eve. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, he explains why he does not give authority to a, for a woman to teach. And he even gives you the reason why not. But then we act like, well, what women can do anything that they're instructed to here. I mean, we see that, yes, women were, they did prophesy, they did pray, they did lead groups of women and children and things like that. So yes, there's a place for for a woman, you know, role in the church, absolutely. But we just don't value that but, anymore. We've been told that that's lesser. Right. Yeah, you get you get told that that's that's less and that's that's not at all. But who yeah, I mean, if, if we were looking, you know, if it was true that they, that women were gullible and they were more easy to see, deceive, to be deceived, then why would we have them being allowed to teach a couple verses earlier? Yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes no sense. It's just that God gave men the primary teaching authority in the church. Um, and there's like, there's a lot of things that women do better than men hospitality yeah you know i mean evangelism i mean there's there's all kinds of different things that i think that you know that women do do a lot better than guys do i think that's just part of the order i think you come off a little bit softer a little bit different you know uh, to these things so there's definitely a, a place in them 
You know what I've found, though, doing the biblical womanhood study, something that I just keep kind of coming to, is it's amazing, though, because we, as a society as a whole, even within the church, since about the 60s, we have bought into this lie, which I believe comes completely from Satan, but we have bought into this lie that has lessened the value of home just across the board. When we got women out of home, we got women working, then we were fighting for rights and trying to grow the ladder and do all of that stuff. But it's like the moment we devalued home, all of this really took off steam because the home has been the foundation of everything for like all of time. But the moment you can pull that away, and even if you look studying into societies that have crumbled, once the home starts to fall apart, everything falls apart. Look at our society today, right? We want to blame schools. We want to blame all of these things. But it's like the moment that you pulled home away, women are given such a huge role right? Oh yeah. in the home, in doing these things. Like that's what sets the foundation for your husband, for your children, literally for everything. But the moment that we've gotten women to be like, well, you, what? You can't teach in the church? Well, that can't be. We've got to turn this around. We can't be kept down by this anymore. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's one little job. Like, you're what supports the whole system. I don't understand, too, because Paul's instructions to a woman that if you're in a relationship with a non-believer, he doesn't advise you to get divorced because you don't know what your life can do to turn back your husband's life. Yeah, to bring him to salvation. That's huge. So if you have a woman being an example of, of helping somebody you know understand the love of god that's a huge responsibility for a woman you are you know you're you're doing a lot there why would you why would you object to one little thing in there saying that women i do not permit women to teach men or exercise authority over a man in the church Mm -hmm. why would you take that out when you have all kinds of crazy responsibilities and things that you were told that you that that you can it was it wasn't that it's not a list of you can and can't do like i said it's a list of it's created order this is the way god designed it if you don't like his design you got your problem is with god not with with any of this and that's where it all comes down to but nobody will call that out if you're upset by this and you're upset by saying guess what women you have no place to be speaking in the church at the men. Like you, you're, you cannot be in a leadership position. You're not mad at old white men that are making up all the rules in the church. You're mad at God because this is His order. Yeah, exactly. And you know what I noticed with most of this though is that it's about this self motivation, and it has nothing to do with bettering the family, mm-hmm. teaching your children how to love, and and you know teaching other women how to love their husbands like that none of it has any of that in it usually it's just all self-motivation like you can take over the world you don't talk about that other stuff and that should be your first false flag like if you're you know if you're a woman up there speaking is there anything wrong with it no but you need to listen to what she's saying Mm -hmm. who is she teaching is she exercising authority and and what is she saying? Is she it, or do her her talks revolve around biblical womanhood and keeping a home and a husband and a thing? You know, if you're going to be out there in public talking like that, knowing that you could have an audience of men and you're attempting to be a teacher, then what are you saying? Are you saying these things as a woman that would be correct? If you're not, then you're in the wrong, and you can't do that. 
because Paul specifically states that he does not he does not permit you to exercise authority or to teach over a man. It's as simple as that. If you're up there teaching other women and you're up there just giving a general message about woman, you know, whatever it else, whatever it is, fine. But we're talking about teachers and leaders here, and there is absolutely zero place for that in the church. Uh, you know, again, clarifying, you can hold roles, you can teach, they can do Sunday school, they can teach the, you know, whatever they a want. A deacon, a servant. But yeah, a deacon. You just cannot be a teacher. A woman pastor? No, there's no such thing. So if uh, you're at a church who has women pastors... We've said it before, if you're willing to overlook a very clear piece of scripture, and it's not just about one verse saying, I do not, it's not just about that. It's about the very beginning, created order, Genesis, about the fact this is God's order. There is a position for a man and a woman, and a woman's position is not at the pulpit. Mm -hmm. It's not. No ifs, ands, or buts. No, there's no no argument about it. There's there's plenty of if cultural things that were going on there that Paul was speaking of, um, but he's not telling them not to teach because they're uneducated. That that is one. There's one viewpoint of what Paul's words say there, and, and the other view. Well, there's not just one. There's there's a bunch of different viewpoints but of what he of says. Them. But one of them is that it's a, a cultural thing and while a lot they of that just was just uneducated so right, that's it in which a lot of that was true but not all of it and there's no again it wouldn't make any sense if he was saying for you to cheat, teach you know other things above you know in previously yeah because if he was just telling them you can't teach and it was just to those because some things that are said are just to certain people in a certain culture with certain issues they were dealing with right like we talked about that when we talked about the head coverings but here we're talking about he tells you no women you cannot teach but then he doesn't if it was just because they needed to be educated and they weren't you think it would have been hey you need to learn and become educated before you can speak on these things not absolutely no you cannot do it but then his reason for why you can't do it is to go back to genesis right. with what ha so that's speaking to all of humanity to everyone like so the argument that oh well he just meant that verse to those women right then because they weren't educated they were being kept down we are educated we can go to college so we can do whatever we want to do are you kidding me that makes right. absolutely zero sense that makes no sense but see, and then, well, here's where the, here's where it's not an exception, but it gives you more of that type of role when we see tag team ministries. Mm -hmm. Like we see tag team ministries in, in Priscilla and Aquila. Mm -hmm. um, and some people even like to say that because her name was first. Yeah. Come it's on. giving her a little more. Give me a break. But, but at the same time, no, we know from scripture that. Priscilla and Aquila pulled Apollos to the side and they taught him the way more clearly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we, we have this, we know that Priscilla was definitely an educated uh, woman and and her and Priscilla ran, a, or I mean her and Aquila ran a home church yep. and, a congreg and managed a congregation there. So there's clear roles for women in ministry. Mm -hmm. 
and you, you know, it, it gives you more so of a, um, you know, I guess if you want a more leadership role, if you have a husband and wife ministry like that was, then that gives you, you know, that gives you a platform. People have asked before about you. They're like, okay, well, Heidi does, is doing this biblical woman study now. What do you think about that? So how does that fit in? If Heidi's doing a Bible study, isn't this on the internet? Could it, you know, and it's like, yeah, but listen to what she's saying. Number one. If you're a man a, coming to my channel to listen to biblical womanhood, I really don't think. But <laughs> number one, for. are you teaching women how to love their husbands and love their children and how to keep a home? Yes. Okay, that's exactly exactly what you were instructed to do if that's the path that you so choose and either way you're supposed to you're supposed to do that anyway even as just a biblical woman mm -hmm. but especially if you want to have if you want to go the ministry route you know you have a set parameter of things that you were on and women i mean they can do anything they just can't have authority or teach that's it mm-hmm that that do you, that gives you so many so many things to do other than just stand at the pulpit as a pastor you could do everything else you could be that little person that comes up there and talks for like 30 minutes before the actual pastor gets up there you know yeah, you could you could run your own little women's bible study and you know whatever you want to do you just cannot teach or exercise authority over a man that's a, that's as clear as as you can make it um I have plenty and plenty of resources for this topic. It it's like hard to talk on, I feel like, because it's so clear. It's like, I don't know how many times we can go over this. I, I don't know either. And if you need more, though, we'll link it in the description. There's really not a whole lot of points to go off of here. I feel like I'm leaving you empty um, for, you know, because the sermon has so many examples. But all of these examples here... Um, are irrelevant <laughs> you know let me let me just try to scan through them just to make sure i touched on everything here um you know arian miriam deborah served as a judge the first evangelist was a woman um church not true, not true. Um, just because the samaritan woman outstanding reputation as a teacher along with her husband aquila this was priscilla and aquila Embarrassingly, women were looked upon as men as property and sometimes contemptuously. Yeah, that's true. Um, Greek women had no rights, uh, very few rights. Roman women were dominated and oppressed by their husbands. Yeah, yes. Uh, Jewish women had more social and religious freedom than Greeks and Romans, and the home was still her full responsibility. Still, women con were considered inferior. Um, don't know what that has to do with women yeah, being allowed to be pastors. I don't know how that does either. Um, yeah, there were no, from my understanding of the word, and this is what, this this gets kind of scary right here, I guess. She puts, from my understanding of the word, the only gender identification of the office is that of the bishop, which would be equivalent to our modern pastor of the church. There are no restrictions upon women serving as elders, and they did serve conspicuously in leadership in the first century. Okay, she's right about that in the way of the gender identification being that of the bishop because, but at the same time, you're using the term elders in the church and that women are not, in, are not uh, restricted 
to be elders in the church? Well, usually an elder has a position that's an authoritative role, mm -hmm. and you would be authoritative over men unless you were going Thus to disqualifying. a really weird ran church, I guess. I don't, I don't know, but that would put you in that role of authority. So, mm -hmm. and that's what the argument is here is it's half right because she's saying that, yes, there's no problem with there. You know, the only identification there for women or for a, a man there is for the opposite passer or authoritative role. And she's right about there being less authoritative roles that women can fulfill in the church, but saying it's an elder is that, that's in that's important because that's an authoritative role in the church there's there's no elder that's not an authoritative role um i i know that's just a title but the elder is not it's it's not meaning you know lady who runs the sunday school program yeah that would be the lady usually running the Sunday school program. Yeah. You wouldn't read you <laughs> Sunday school lady as exactly from what's in the Bible. you wouldn't read, usually refer to it as an elder of the church. Um, maybe some people do, but that's not the way it's usually been referred to. So um, the title is a sneaky title though, because usually that allows for some sort of teaching, preaching. You know some sort of platform that would put you in a, a position that would be uh, not biblical mm -hmm. and that that's the only thing I guess that was really concerning because and the reason why I knew that she she's getting to this point by using the title elder is because of all the references as I read in the beginning of Miriam Deborah all these all these points that she's trying to make in the beginning here is that no, 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 women have always done these things, and God has always, and, you know, there again, some of that is true, but there's a there's a created order to this that that has a lot more to do within the surface level, um, you know, opinions that women have about this, thinking that it's, you know, men trying to hold her down, or that Paul was trying to, mm -hmm. you know, say certain things, and you know, no, it, it, it was written very culturally when he says, you know, quietly and submit because there was, there was a bunch of different issues there. He didn't want, you know, in that culture too, he didn't want to be a lot of obnoxious women either. So there's, there is some cultural things there that, um, that you can, you, you can read and you go, oh, well, I guess that doesn't really, that's really not the same as it is anymore. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, the stuff that's pretty crystal clear, like I don't permit a woman to teach. Um, you know, I think we, we do good to stick with those. I don't know if I have any more to say about this. Do you feel like I do? You, do you have any more? What do you think? Do you have any more questions? I don't think so. It's so hard because it's did just I not so address anything clear. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think feel so. like I did a very good job in this. <laughs> well, I think person. you're frustrated because you don't want to talk about it and you get kind of frustrated because you're like, oh my gosh, why is this an issue? This is so clear. Is water leaking up there? Do you see that? Uh, could be. I wonder if our daughters ever turn off the hose when they're filling up the pool. We'd hear it. Hopefully. 
don't know what that is. I think water's leaking. Oh, joy. Um, I think, sorry, I just looked up and then that doesn't look good. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else there is to cover. I mean, it's just so simple. And the fact that everybody, this is such a big topic right now. It's for me, it's just signs but of I the times. What, we yeah, know where we're signs coming of the times because we can, yeah. I mean, you could, that, that's funny that you said that because I had not even knowingly that I would even put these two things together until you said this, but I had two, 12 different verses here of denial in the end times. Is it what? I have no idea where that even would be. I think that's where the hose is outside. No, that's where the uh, air conditioner is. Hmm, even better. Okay. But in times? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go. Um, denial in the end time. Wait, where was I saying? Yeah, you had denial in the end times. That's funny okay. that we ended up here. Yeah, we had to pause, sorry. I didn't pause it. I left it going this whole time. Oh, you left it going this whole yeah. time? Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, well, that was an awkward outtake moment that is in this podcast now. Mm -hmm. So anyway, <laughs> odd outtake moment. Going back to the, the end times denial that we had. Um, conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, 2 Timothy 3.4. Uh, considering nothing sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, Within the church, we're not considering God's word sacred if we're taking things that are so clear like this and completely disregarding them because we are empowered, we have progressed, we have whatever we want to call it. In the last time, there will be mockers following after their own ungodly lusts. That's within the church. That's not just the world, yeah, guys. Yeah, no, I mean, it's there. And, and you can see that with all of these women come out with this brand new, like, well, we have just got to progress this idea. Mm -hmm. For far too long, we've been being held back. And it sounds right to every, you know, to a lot of women out there. It sounds to a lot of people. You're like, yeah, this has got to change. This isn't the same as it was back in, you know, mm -hmm. year 100. You're just old-fashioned. Yeah, you're just old-fashioned. You fundamentalist. Yeah, no, and for, again, we give God a lot of, we don't give God a lot of credit if we are saying things like that because he designed this way before any of us were going to be here. He knew how all of this was going to, to go down before any of us knew anything. So he had a created order before we even thought about it. And it has nothing to do with any kind of new progressing idea or or anything and the only reason why we're dealing with this topic now is because of the the, the signs of the times that we live in we see we live in this crazy um feminist culture this mm -hmm. this leftist culture which is i mean it's it's great i mean i'm not mr right-wing conservative anymore but this whole leftist idea of feminism and, and, and all in and, and trying to bring this idea into the church. Um, and the church is eating it up. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, like I said, it's not new. But when these things happened in the past, it was really close to the judgment of God. Okay, so you don't find it funny. Let's just throw this out here for a second. If you look at biblical history, right, you lay everything out. Things usually happen in about 2,000-year increments. If you look from Adam to Abraham, Abraham to Moses, if you break everything down, the like really big significant large, things, large, large things, things yeah. the real big markers, there are huge markers at 2,000-year increments. Okay. 
that's just kind of a, a rule of thumb of things. So let's look at this. We are nearly 2,000 years from the death of Christ. We're waiting on this big last act to happen. Mm. That's the rapture of the church, the mm. tribulation, God's wrath being poured down, and all mm. of these things that have to come. I find it interesting that this role of women and home and the teaching of the church, who gets to teach and who doesn't, the authority has been largely kept in place since the church was established nearly 2,000 years ago. Mm. But yet... Here in the last nearly 100 years or so, mm. we're really challenging that and we're gaining momentum with that, right? Where women are now stepping finally. It's like so, so for nearly 2,000 years, mm -hmm. the church has kept things at a pretty level pace as far as what is okay and is not okay. Mm -hmm. But yet in the past hundred years or so, we are progressing so much as far as letting women teach, being okay with homosexuality in most of the churches, being okay with things like divorce and fornication, being okay with all of these different things, bringing in all these worldly things, right? There's always been levels of issues, but I find it interesting that as we are coming to the end of this last 2,000 year period where the church has largely been okay with, you know, biblical truth. But here in this last, you know, little 100 years-ish, all of a sudden we're really picking up steam with these things flipping over. And then we read scripture like you just did with things to come before the end. Nobody's mm -hmm. seeing alarm bells going off. Mm -hmm. it, this isn't like jumping off the page at you. Going, yeah, this has shown me exactly what scripture said it would. Because Christ is returning soon, and look how those within the church are dressed like sheep, but really they're ravenous wolves. Mm -hmm. Look what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I don't really know what to do more with this topic. It is, you know, like I said, it's, it's debated back and forth endlessly like any other topic in the Bible. <laughs> Um, Let's I, take something really simple and I feel it to the that death. it's very clear. Don't be afraid by people throwing biblical examples in your face. Um, just, I mean, again, I'll, look at the context of it. Though. Exactly. Just, just stop and have. I don't mean this in a mean way, but we have to think uh, common sense. Okay, mm -hmm. we have to sit there and think about common sense. Like what? What's the common interpretation of what is 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 said here? What's what's this common idea? What's this common thing? Like you said, there's no there's no new idea that's been coming up, you know, in the in this last real two thousand years. Things have kind of been the same. You know, Paul intended had this not just Paul, but I mean the church was intended to be structured uh, in a certain way. It's not meant to be, you know, this this place of all these different rules and regulations and the Catholic Church about it, but mm -hmm. It, it definitely does have a structure and an order, and that order and structure goes along with everything that God uh, intended from the very, very beginning back in Genesis. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any more that we can go on this one. I'm sure I will be proved wrong in some way. Uh, but again, if you not have any with scripture, but yeah, yeah, not with scripture, uh, just with people's own interpretation of historical facts and. If you guys run across Sorry. things, though, and you're like, I do not know what to do with this, 
seriously send it to Brandon. He's really good at this. You can um, email him or message him or whatever you want and send it to him. Yeah, so really I guess to an- okay. So just real quick before we end up, to answer this the question specifically uh, about this sermon is that there was a lot of really good points in here. Uh, there's also a lot of scary points in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of things, you know, I'm not saying that it's something that the church and it, it's something that, that we have done right to begin with. God knows we haven't done a lot of things right. So, you know, I, I know the education, the, these, these different things about it. Um, you know, that, that isn't, has not been taught by the church and hasn't been properly followed otherwise i guess we wouldn't be in this position so um but if you have any other questions any other yeah feel free to to send them hopefully it clears up i don't want to have to do another one (laughs) but we'll see you know you're gonna get like 500 follow-up questions i'm sure yeah I, i don't know well i'm not sure but maybe i don't know i'm i'm kind of i have a hunch that i'll be taken out of context or something about it but maybe not hopefully this helps somebody all right guys thank you